good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi. Lil Barron. <laughs> Mr. Kyle Case. How you doing? I'm good. How about good. you? Good. Yeah, it's been a good day so far. Yes, it has. I'm uh, always grateful for a good day. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so Lil, have you ever heard about adult coloring books? Yes, You've seen I those. have. Yes, I've Are done you, them. So you're a colorer. Mm -hmm. I am. Oh, that's awesome. I we're all looking for a way to relax and right. you know just stop thinking about COVID nineteen, for example. <laughs> yes. And whatever else is going on in our lives, mm -hmm. just a, a way to have a little bit of a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they've actually found, according to Healthy.com, that there's some real benefits to coloring in a coloring book for really? adults. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the things that we uh, appreciated and liked as children are still good for us. You know, when we were little kids and loved to run around on the recess grounds, running around is still good for us, That's right? That's right. Well, it turns out that uh, coloring can also do some good for us as well. Wow. Uh, in fact, coloring books are among Amazon's top 10 best-selling U.S. titles. So there's a lot of people that are out that have discovered it and that are out there doing it. It's pretty affordable. It's a great way to relax and be creative. And I just wanted to share a couple of benefits that come from coloring in a coloring book. I'm ready even, to hear that. Even for the grownups, even for the adults. <laughs> so they found that coloring may reduce pain and anxiety. Wow. Now I can get the anxiety part yeah. and relaxing, but it's kind of interesting and exciting to learn that you can reduce some pain in your life. Yeah. So a 2018 study published in the journal called The Arts in Psychotherapy reviewed the experiences of 200 people that were hospitalized for a medical issue or for surgery. The researchers found that participating in art therapy for an average of 50 minutes significantly improved their moods, and it also lowered their levels of pain as well as anxiety. So if you have low-level pain or anxiety, an hour of coloring just might make you feel a little bit better and calmer too. It's not a cure-all, fix-all right. for everything that comes along in our lives or, or uh, depression or anxiety, but it's maybe worth a shot. Right. Give it a try. Number two is coloring can help you get better sleep. Oh. That's a good one, right? That is. We talk so much on the show about <laughs> sleep. I feel like we talk about it all the time, but it's amazing how many things are connected to how well we sleep. Right. And if there's anything out there that we can do to help us get a better night's sleep, <laughs> it's worth experimenting. Yes, and I'm is. not talking to anyone in particular. <laughs> but, I know. Uh, yeah. But if, uh, if you have a hard time sleeping, they say that swapping out your cell phone, your tablet, or your laptop for a coloring book before bed might help you uh, oh. avoid the sleep-sabotaging blue light that's emitted by our electronic devices. And they did a study in 2016 that was published in the JAMA Pediatrics, what do you call it, uh, pu publication, sorry, publication. <laughs> and uh, the researchers found that children who used an electronic device at night had greater difficulty falling asleep, and they got less REM sleep, which is the good, deep mm -hmm. sleep that we all need. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was uh, an indication that they found. And then after they woke up, the device users felt sleepier and their sleeping has lasted for a longer time than non-device users. Same thing happens to adults. So if we're looking for a way to just relax, a lot of times we turn on that phone and we just scroll through it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times the opposite is happening to us. So put that phone down, grab your coloring book, that might help you relax and get a better night's sleep. Okay, I'll something, try it. Something to consider. <laughs> something to consider. They also have found that coloring provides a sweet relief to a brain that is taxed by too many choices. Mm. And listen, 
we got a lot of choices in our yes, lives. We do. Even just simple things like say you you want to go buy some yogurt at the grocery store. <laughs> well, you walk up to the yogurt aisle and it's like, do I want to buy Greek yogurt? What what flavor do I want to get? Do I want to get high right. protein? Do I want to get low fat? So we're surrounded by this dizzying array of questions that we have to answer. And coloring really just comes down to two things, which page and which color, <laughs> right? It's true. And so that might help in uh, some of the, what they call uh, decision fatigue that we face every day. And finally, Coloring can help you age gracefully, oh, which is a good thing. That right? is a real good thing. <laughs> so they say because coloring is a hands-on hobby, it helps you maintain your manual dexterity, which is something that tends to diminish as people age. And who says coloring has to be a solo endeavor? In fact, there are many libraries and bookstores all around the country that are hosting coloring events. And if you don't want to go to the library, you can have uh, one at your house with your friends oh. or neighbors or compatriots. And you want to be socially distanced, of course. Of We're course. not advocating irresponsible <laughs> behavior here. But, um, yeah, you might want to host a coloring party yourself. And doing so creates those strong social bonds. And, again, we recognize and realize the value of having strong social bonds, how many mm -hmm. health benefits come from that. and so some great things that can come out of a simple coloring book. I know. Who knew? I know. Does it matter if you color outside of the lines? Uh, you know what? I think there's probably some studies on that as well that I did not get into, but uh, there's probably something to be said for coloring outside the lines yes. once in a while, right? Yes. So though today's guest is Kevin Weston, who is an exercise physiologist for Intermountain Healthcare in St. George, Utah. He has a master's degree in applied exercise science from Concordia University in Chicago and... On top of that is a certified exercise physiologist from the uh, American College of Sports Medicine. Among other things, he's a certified balance and mobility instructor. He's also something of a regular on our show, and we're glad to have him back. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Yes, very nice. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you for having so, me. So coloring, is that is that a hobby that you have? Is that something you do, or what are your thoughts on it? You know, uh, when I come home, I think my wife just thinks that's what I've been doing all day. Just around, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an expert. <laughs> so she uh, doesn't want you to color anymore because you've had plenty of that. It's time for you to get to work, right? <laughs> she just works a lot harder at home than I do at work because yeah. the, the truth is. so. <laughs> there probably is some truth to that. Yes. But uh, anyway, lots of interesting things uh, that are available to us and, and coloring is one that maybe isn't didn't come to my head first, but when you start reading the research, you can see that there's something to that. Yeah. Just that idea of relaxing, which is good. Mm -hmm. Today, Kevin, we want to tap into your expertise, um, which may not include coloring, but we know that it does include exercising. Yeah. And uh, here we are in the middle of, you know, this global pandemic and, and we're all trying to be safe and socially distanced. And that maybe has cut into some of our exercise time. Today, we want to talk a little bit specifically about uh, customized exercise programs and how you might go about finding one, and is it worth having one that's customized for you, or is there a one-size-fits-all that works for everybody? So, so what do you think? Customized exercise programs, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, that's where the, the science of exercise physiology uh, can really help in terms of understanding that we're all different individuals who have unique needs and, and unique uh, outcomes that we want from movement, right? And so when you factor in all these different variables, um, I mean, if I said, you know what, I'm not, 
you know, seeing very well, I'm going to go to my neighbor and steal their eyeglasses and put them on my eyes and call it good. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously we would think that would, wouldn't be very smart. But the same is true in terms of uh, customized exercise programs. Um, just because you have a friend or a spouse or a family member that might be doing one particular approach to movement doesn't necessarily mean that's is exactly what you should be doing. And so, yeah, I feel very strongly about the benefits of finding a specific plan that's designed and tailored to your specific needs. So it's probably worth noting in fairness that something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're looking for a plan and you want to borrow your wife's or your neighbor's, so, so something's better than nothing. But if you want to really get the bang for your buck, which I think we all want to get the mm-hmm. best experience and the most benefit that we can, if, if you got to get out there and exercise, uh, which is sometimes hard to do. You want to make sure that you're getting the best that you possibly can. And that's where you're saying a customized plan comes into play. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to, um, you know, things that people enjoy, most likely are going to be something that's more aerobic in terms of, Oh, I like to go walking. I like to go biking. I like to go swimming. Um, so that usually kind of takes care of people in terms of, of a, an aerobic standpoint, but really one of the biggest benefits to exercise, especially for the mid-older adult, is going to be the resistance training part where you yeah. start saying, okay, I need to overload the muscle in a different way, whether it be with resistance bands or dumbbells or machines. And that's where when we usually talk about custom exercise, we're basically talking about resistance training and not hurting yourself. Yeah. Now your your expertise you work a lot with with mid to older aged adults so this is really where you shine. Um, I know so many people that are so hesitant to start resistance training, and you probably observe or, or see that in some of your clients. What is it that makes us not want to do resistance training, and how do we get past that? I think there's two reasons just off the top of my head. I think one is we kind of have a false stigma about what resistance training is. You know, we, we think of bodybuilders and yeah. we think of kind of quote unquote meatheads, you know, at the gym and just, you know, kind of get turned off by that whole, you know, we, we just, we just have these stereotypes about what it is. And I, I think that's part of the issue. I think the other issue also is sometimes for a lot of people, strength training can be extremely boring, extremely yeah. monotonous right? And so I think that's also a way where if you're working with the right expert that kind of understands what your needs are um, and how to address those needs, though there's, there's, there's lots of ways that you can incorporate um, different activities in a resistance program that might be a little bit more engaging and does not have to be an hour at a gym or an hour at home. I mean, there's a lot that you can do within really within 20 minutes. Um, and so I think kind of starting where people um, are at is a great place to be in terms of, Hey, you know, we don't need to build Rome in a day. Let's just start with one step at a time. Yeah. So I, I'm the opposite. Like when, when you start talking cardio to me, I just, that doesn't sound fun or appealing. It's not something that I love to do or enjoy. I prefer honestly to go into the gym and lift weights. That's, that's just my preference. 
Kyle, I've seen you at the gym. I mean, you're making all sorts of noises and moving all crazy amounts of weights. I mean, I've seen you. I've seen you in your element. The only thing that you said that's true there is that you've seen me at the gym. I'm not, I'm not making any noises or lifting very much weight. But that, that is true. I totally am lying right now. <laughs> but that is my preference. I, I just, that's, you know, I, I'll, I'll do cardio because I know that it's good for you. And I think that I, I've, I've learned that a good mix is important. So I do it, but, but I think you're right. I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that really buy into that stereotype or that find it monotonous, the, the repetitions or whatever it is. And um, man, there are so many benefits to including resistance training in your workouts. But I was just going to say, but someone like me, I don't know what to do. What to do sometimes. I yeah. think there's an intimidation factor yeah. there as well. So how would you, so you, you talk about working with an expert. How, how do you go about uh, finding an expert and or reducing that intimidation level that, that yeah. might come when, when you think, oh, I'm supposed to be lifting something, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. So great question. Um, I think working with an expert that knows how to perform appropriate assessments because um, you never want to. Guess you want to test in terms of let's kind of figure out exactly what your needs are and and, and they understand the appropriate uh, assessments that need to be done so that you can kind of really identify where the person is at. Um, once that has kind of you know been established, then it's really learning about how what makes this person tick. Do they want to be in a public setting? Because right really right now the industry there's so many people that are just exercising in the comforts their own home. Yes. You know. For many, for many, many, many people, that's the only right. option. Yeah. And, and, you know, gyms are struggling and, and trying to find innovative ways to get people back in the public space. But I think once you identify what resources does the, the person have, you know, that's within their, you know, at their disposal. And then once you kind of know those things, now it's just a matter of going back to what I talked about before of, okay, what are your main objectives? And for, for a lot of mid to older adult population, um, you know, clients, they'll basically say, you know what, I just want to have the highest quality of life possible. And I want to be physically capable of doing whatever it is I want to do for as long as possible. Yeah. You know, they're, they're really not concerned about, you know, getting back into their skinny jeans or, you know, that sort of thing. They really just want to say, I just want to travel. I want to be with my grandkids. I want to do this or that, and just be physically capable of doing it. And uh, so, so, that being the end goal for, for many of us, uh, is there a better way to go about finding that expert that can help you? Is that something you can Google? I, I know locally we have some great resources. The, the Live Well Center is certainly one, but for uh, you know, people who maybe are unfamiliar or not from the area, mm -hmm. um, how do you find that right trainer that works for you? Yeah, so like, like you said, the Live Well Center is ideal. There's nothing like it within you know, the, the local area of, of Southern Utah. Um, but from outside the area, um, a couple of things I always push for is uh, there is, um, there's a website, it's called uh, idea fit and they have a very expanse local directory, of fitness professionals where they, vi they verify credentials in terms of okay. degrees, certifications. Um, so they'll, you can look up a particular fitness professional and you can find out, Oh, they have that one time they might've had this credential, but, um, it's, a, it, it has expired, since expired. years and ago. <laughs> exactly. But, but within that, within their profiles, you can actually see what did they specialize in? Because I will always tell people, 
if you find someone that says, oh, I'm a trainer for all modes of training for all people, those are usually the ones you want to steer away from because mm-hmm. if you're really going to be good at something, you have to kind of find your niche and your specialty. Um, I have people all the time that say, hey, will you work with me with this, that, or the other? And I'll tell them, you know, that's not really what I'm good at. And so, but I'll refer them to someone else who is good at that area. And I think the same is true that you find someone that specializes in senior fitness or, or, or whatever it is that you're looking for. So we um, obviously, as an event, the Huntsman World Senior Games, we offer a variety of different sports uh, that, that are available for competition. Um, when you say someone specializes, are there people that specialize in particular sports or are you just thinking about, uh, you know, specializing in strengthening your arms or your back or whatever that is? How does that specialization work? Yeah, so you'll see, you know, clients, uh, excuse me, professionals that specialize in kind of general fitness. That's kind of going back to that quality of life approach. If you're looking at someone that is, you know, I'm you know, going to be doing pickleball or I'm going to be doing this or that uh, at the senior games, a big one that is, that is common um, is golf fitness yeah, because uh, that's a very specific movement patterns. I mean, all <laughs> sports have their own specific movement patterns that you have to kind of address for. Um, but I always say that the more specific a trainer can, can be, I think they have, they're, they're more likely to be good at that skill set. Yeah. Um, but I would say, um, uh, um, any type of uh, racket sports, so that could you know include pickleball, tennis, racquetball, um, yeah, exactly. Because um, there's a lot of similarities in terms of you know uh, with elbows and rotator cuffs and and core stabilization that sort of thing that that might be unique to those uh, specific sports. But but the biggest thing really is trying to really if you're looking at the the audience that this uh, show is catering to is finding, you know, uh, a fitness professional that is catered to the mid to older adult population, but still has a athletic performance background. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think um, at, when we're kids, when we're youth and we're participating in sports, we obviously see the value of a coach. Uh, but I think sometimes when we become adults, we forget that that there's real value in that. And uh, sometimes it's expense and sometimes it's, oh, I, I know best or, or whatever it is, you know, we all have our different approach, but it feels like uh, it makes sense to make that investment in yourself, especially if your long-term goal is just to live the best life that you can, yeah. you know, be able to lift your grandkids up and be able to play ring around the rosies and, you know, run up and down the slide with them or whatever that is. I was going to say ring around the rosies fall down and be able to get back, and be able to get back up. <laughs> we can all fall down, right? That's the easy part. The it's easy the part. getting back up. <laughs> so that, that kind of leads into the, maybe the, the last thing that I want to touch on with you. And that is just sustainable, healthy habits. We've talked about exercise. Um, at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about relaxing and taking some time for yourself that way. What, what are a couple of other things that we ought to be aware of as we're just really trying to live our best life? that are sustainable that we need to just make sure we don't forget? Um, I, I think the, the number one thing is just embracing the process. Um, so when, when I, I, I work with a lot of clients that are new to exercise, some that have at one point in their life, um, you know, were ac- 
active, but you know, life kind of came at them in a different way and it kind of stopped. And, and then I have clients I work with that have been active their uh, entire life. And so I kind of look at different behaviors of, you know, people that have kind of found a sustainable approach that, you know, it's like brushing their teeth in terms of their, their movement habits. Um, one thing that I've kind of noticed is one, they, they do what they enjoy doing. They don't, if they don't like it, they don't put a whole lot of time and effort into it. Um, and if they do, it's purely because it's, it's that important. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, another, uh, approach to it is they, it's kind of how they view the aging process because as we age, I mean, things are going to change regardless of how active you are. But um, one of my biggest role models um, that kind of really got me into the health and fitness industry is Dr. Uh, Kenneth Cooper. He started the Cooper Institute in Dallas, Texas. Um, he was the one that authored the book in the sixties um, called aerobics. And he's the one that coined the term aerobics with oxygen. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and uh, he, was, he was a pioneer during that time because his approach was, you know, for cardiovascular health, you have to stress the heart because it's a muscle. And so he was pushing cardiovascular exercise. And, and his peers said, hey, if people listen to you and read your book, there's going to be cities full of dead joggers all over the place. <laughs> it's, it's, but anyways, but, but he had – Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he, he said something that I always remember and, he, and basically said it's much easier to maintain good health than it is to regain it once it's lost. And I think wherever you're at, if you can kind of get in the mindset of, you know, you know if you're 65 or, or whatever age you are, you're at, to be the best version of yourself that you can be at that particular age, yeah. you know, rather than trying so much to force turning back the clock because it's much more difficult to do that is to say, okay, relatively speaking at this chapter of my life, this is my best version that I can be and, and be okay with that and, and to continue to persevere and, and, and not, you know, worry so much about your age, but really how you feel and to live the healthiest life possible. That's such great advice. And, yeah. uh, and it makes so much sense. And, and related to that also is, you know, there's no better time to start than now, right. you know, today's the day. If you want to, if you want to plant a tree, the best time to do it is 10 years ago. And the second best time is today. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have that DeLorean time machine. And so you got to start today uh, where you're at and uh, take it uh, as far as you can. And, and I think what you said is, is right on, you know, recognize that your abilities are not going to be the same as they were in college but that's okay. That's, that's right. not a bad thing. That's okay. Recognize where you're at and figure out how to get there. Um, we've got about a minute left. Anything else that you would share with people about just living the best life that they possibly can? Yeah. You, you kind of hit on it already that, you know, the best time to start if you're not moving now is, is today <laughs> because um, there's always a millions of, of reasons to why you, oh, I'm too busy for exercise. I can't, you know, I can't do this, can't do that, but, um, there's never going to be an ideal time. Um, but I've seen people that have really just said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I'm just going to start little and kind of build from that. And, um, really when they kind of made that decision and, and they just kind of drew a line on the sand, those are the people that seem to, to get it. And, and they have a, you know, a much higher quality of life 
and they understand the obstacles are coming and, and though they've already made their decision that this is what I'm going to do uh, to improve my quality of life and to um, kind of live life on their terms and, and anyone can do it. Anyone can. Yeah. So, but we all have to make that decision for ourselves. Perfect. Perfect advice. Yeah. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Uh, thank you. Appreciate all that you shared and hopefully we'll have you back uh, soon another time and, and continue to delve into this. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> okay, Lil. Yes. Registration. It's open. It's still open <laughs> for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Of course, we know we're right in the middle of the mm-hmm. COVID-19 and we've been analyzing. In fact, we decided uh, months ago that um, we were going to analyze as much as we possibly could, gather all our information together, try to make the best possible decision, and then we'll make that announcement on July 31st. And right. we're approaching that July 31st. Yes, and we're we are. keeping our eyes and ears open for what's out there. And, um, you know, we're, we're committed to, to doing the best that we can mm-hmm. to, to keep everybody safe and healthy and just understand the situation. So we encourage you to hit up seniorgames.net for registration information as well as the latest updates on COVID-19. The dates of the 2020 games are scheduled for October 5th through the 17th. Mm-hmm. And if you have any feedback for us about the show, please shoot us an email at activelifeatseniorgames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to the podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts mm-hmm. are found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. One of the best places to do that is at podchaser.com slash the active life. You can find this as well as previous shows as well, right on our website. Again, that is seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought is from the great author C.S. Lewis. Okay. And Lil, he says, hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Oh, nice. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.